Hey everybody, it's uh, Paul Christian over here from the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. Since the episodes are pre-recorded, we didn't get a chance to mention it or bring it up on the podcast, but I didn't want to leave it unsaid. Uh, There's a lot going on with the protests in uh, the different cities across America with the Black Lives Matter movement. I just wanted to bring that up. This is a podcast hosted by two white guys, so I don't want to go on too long with uh, with my opinions on everything. I just want to say that the two of us both support the Black Lives Matter movement and all the demonstrators out there fighting the good fight, and I would just highly recommend anyone listening to this. If you feel the same, uh, definitely go ahead. And there's tons of donation, uh, different charities started to bail people out, uh, people, demonstrators who are being unfairly arrested. Uh, there's, uh, I've already donated to a few of them myself for, for different cities as they pop up. You can find one that's local or donate to whichever one you please. But I would definitely uh, ask that any of you please do that. And if you don't feel the same, just go ahead and unfollow this podcast entirely because this is not a political issue. This is a matter of systemic racism and hate, and we should all be standing against it together. And that's really all I have to say. Without further ado, we're going to be getting to the regular episode. So thank you. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. I am Paul. And I am Eric. That's right, and we're here with the second part of our coverage of uh, All-Star Superman. It's going to be the second part of our two- our Superman episode. Oh, yeah. We're also going back and watching the original Superman movies. Last week, we did the 1978 original Christopher Reeves Superman movie. What a ride that was. Oh, it was uh, <laughs> a ride through time, some would say. Yeah, a spinning ride. <laughs> um, but this is going to be, uh, we're going to be doing the, the sequel to that movie, the second Christopher Reeves movie. Uh, what was that one? Eighty two or eighty? Uh, like eighty. That. Yeah. Okay. First one was seventy eight. Yeah. Uh, so that one's going to be more of a Zod focused arc. But first, we get, we're going to finish up our All Star Superman stuff. Um, if it's your first time joining us, I'd, I'd recommend. I mean, at least for this episode, I'd at least recommend going back at least one episode and listening to that coverage yeah. of the first six. <laughs> don't just don't jump halfway into All Star Superman. Yeah, you're going to be on issue six, be like, "What? Superman's dying? Oh no! <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what a nightmare! Why is this?" <laughs> Yeah, no, so go back and listen to our coverage of the first six issues, which will be uh, that we did last week. Um, I, I, real quick, I just want to shout out if you do want to follow us on Twitter, if this is your, if this is your first time listening, if you're going to ignore all my warnings. Yeah. Uh, we're on Twitter at Agents of Podcast. That's where you can see what we're covering. Uh, like We always announce what we're reading ahead of time and what we're watching ahead of time. And you can always keep up with uh, everything else we're doing there. Uh, also, we do have a Patreon over at patreon.com slash Agents of Comic Book. That's where you can request episodes. You can see uh, the different levels there that you can make uh, episode requests. Uh, that's what actually what we're going to be doing next week. We have a Power Rangers episode that was requested for us by a dark side taser a three-parter yeah i'm pumped for that yep so we're gonna be starting some power rangers shiz after this uh but without further ado we're gonna get into the all-star superman this is gonna be issues six through twelve uh finishing up the book here again the creative team on this uh written by grant morrison uh, art by frank quietly and colors by jamie grant so where we left off this book issue six kind of left off with the death of pa kent with uh, jonathan kent having a heart attack and then that's when clark kind of leaves home uh, at least that's kind of like the the story that we were left with uh, before so it kind of ended on a more of a somber note yeah and that's kind of what i talked about at the end of the of last week's podcast where grant morrison's run here kind of takes uh it goes. It starts, you know, on a high note. Goes through this dark period and kind of emerges back through the day. He wanted to do it like the cycle of day and night almost. Yeah. And so right now we're entering that period of darkness. Right now, right after his father's dead, because this whole this Bizarro arc kind of represents that in a way. Yeah, definitely. Um, because the we start out the arc and he is uh. He's actually letting his little sun eater that we saw, he's letting him go free into space. He's like, all right, you, it's like uh, Harry and the Hendersons, go be free. <laughs> don't you see we don't want you anymore? <laughs> yeah, no, this was a cool sequence. Go eat some suns, <laughs> my son. <laughs> 
I'm sure he took full advantage of the pun opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and then the creature was like, all right, now I have to leave. <laughs> I'm getting the hell out now. Forget you, Dad. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, but none too soon after that, Clark actually finds himself being sucked in by this uh, thing. Like, this object appears on, on outside of Earth, like in its uh, orbit. Uh, but this object appears outside of space. It's like this cubed, it's like Earth, but it's like literally a cube. And it's floating outside of Earth. And, and Superman just finds himself, like, sucked in by the gravity of it. Yeah, it actually looks super awesome. And he's attacked, yeah, he's attacked by these like wrinkly like clay face things and, and if frank quietly can draw one thing right well it's like wrinkly kind of like uh monster clay things i think oh definitely he does a really good job with that well and even like i i thought back to like batman and robin i think it's the first issue actually where uh they're going up against some like weird frog dude oh yeah and the, I, remember I like vividly remember the way frank quietly like drew it because it's like super lumpy and like mm-hmm. just gross yeah, something and, like, about that look i I'm, it's like I, I would think i wouldn't like it but i dig it it like, looks really yeah. good for like what it's used for mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and then if the lumps weren't bad enough, then uh, when that when they bust into the newsroom and touches the one girl's face and it just melts off, right? So these the Bizarro in this run at least, because this this run kind of tried to just like do its own take on certain things in the Superman universe. So in this, it kind of seems like Bizarro is almost like this like. I'm trying to think of how to describe it. Almost like a sentient clay that like infects you, kind yeah, of. Yeah, this kind of threw me a little bit because. I'd, honestly, I really don't know much about Bizarro. I know he's supposed to be, like, the opposite of Superman. It's kind of always different, yeah. Yeah, and so, like, all this was kind of... Because there's a part where Superman actually says, like, that like usually Bizarros aren't sentient. Like, they're, ne- yep. they're never this organized, and I... I Obviously, that's new, but I didn't have any context. For I that. feel like almost every time we see Bizarro in a Superman comic, it's always a different take. Okay, like very like usually by the time a Bizarro story's done, that Bizarro like dies heroically, like for the you know doing his redeems thing. himself, right? And yeah. then like because there's there's like been hundreds of Bizarro. I was gonna say I'm assuming that was like one of the first or like a super early Superman thing. I I don't know the history on that actually. It okay. sounds like a concept that would have emerged pretty like an evil. Kind and of it like, kind of sounds like a golden age like cheesy yeah, character. Like Lex Luthor's like a super genius, so it's like I'm gonna make my own Superman. Yeah, it's it's a, a take like, that's just bound to happen. Yeah, right? like Oppo Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these, yeah, but like like I said, anytime we see like people do a lot of different takes on Bizarro, just because basically anything that's a genetic clone of Superman that just like doesn't turn out completely just like Superman ends yeah. up being like a Bizarro clone, and they, they kind of for some reason always end up with this like backwards speech too. <laughs> and honestly, that's the part I hate about Bizarro is the backwards speech. I know because I mean usually it's pretty like easy to translate but at other times it's like wait what is he actually trying yeah. to say i mean i guess it's a surface level complaint because it's not really a complaint against the story but at oh, the same no. time i'm reading this going i wish this was any other person but at the same time i mean it's kind of all right to think about like oh well uh, if i'm confusing it like that then maybe like he's not even fully understanding it well right um but i mean there's two different kinds of bizarro speak like sometimes okay. bizarro just does the like me am smash and just yeah, kind of talk- caveman talk right yeah, yeah basic caveman talk but then a lot of then there's this word which we see a lot in this run which is the the bizarro speak that i hate which is like he literally always says the opposite like yeah, if, yeah. if it was his birthday he'd be like me no feel good me very sad and yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. no it's your birthday like <laughs> i know me hate birthdays <laughs> yeah so it's like yeah okay it's kind of annoying to read because every time you're reading it you're like okay now what is he actually saying yeah yeah it's it's kind of like when zatanna uses magic in comic books because she does magic by saying things backwards oh so when you're reading it you literally have to be like okay now i have to try to read this fucking thing backwards <laughs> <laughs> it's really Just put annoying. it on a mirror oh no that has to be yeah. physical <laughs> I love Zatanna, but that gets really annoying sometimes. <laughs> I'll be real here for a minute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so that's the, the one thing that kind of almost takes away from this Pizarro part. But it's like I said, it's very surface level. Yeah. 
Um, but the, the Bizarro story itself is pretty cool because it's uh, all about Superman kind of getting trapped on their world with him, kind of being like dragged down and like almost going through like this depression state like himself mm-hmm. and like which, and being dragged down with all of them, being like, no, you're in here with us and there's no hope. Yep. But then he almost kind of like builds them all up and kind of like has them like work together to try to get him to escape. Yeah, exactly. And, and there's one like almost sentient uh, Bizarro there called Zavaro. <laughs> yeah. And for, when I first read that, I literally like laughed out. I had like burst out for. Yeah, that's a popular Wisconsin pizza chain. <laughs> no, I don't think it's just Wisconsin. I oh, think is it it's, not? I think it's like a nationwide thing. Oh, it might be, yeah. Yeah, obviously not with a Z, but yeah. But, and then I was like, oh, it's just bizarro spelled backwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, I guess it's a little distracting in hindsight now. Yeah. Uh, but it, it makes sense for the way he did it because he's just uh, switching the Z and the B of bizarro. Yeah, exactly. So it's just another way to make the name opposite and still make it pronounceable. No, it's a cool idea. It's yeah. Just, it's, it's a funny, unfortunate, out- it's yeah, a funny no. outcome. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, there's definitely not Zabaros in Scotland. So I'll give Grant Morrison that one. Um, but yeah, I, I like this story because it's like if, like we talked about with this kind of being like the darker period of, of this arc where it's like he does go down to that place and like experiences it, but everyone kind of like works together to help him build it. He's like, no, we got to try. Like we got to like slowly crawl our way out of this hole essentially. Yeah. And the whole time about was just like, why are you doing this? Like it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Like there's no point. Just stay here with me. Yeah. And, and Superman has a good point. He's like, well, if you're here, that's proof that, you know, uh, Bizarro World is getting smarter. Like you're Hope for all of us, yeah, you know? exactly. Like things are changing. Yep, and so they actually do help uh, Clark build a rocket to get back to to Earth. I do feel bad for Zabaro though, because the whole time he's just like, "Please, like I live on this planet with people who speak nonsense. Like, take me." With I just you. want to talk about the wire with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen it? Uh, so Superman does uh, make his way back to Earth, but by the time he gets there, he's found that things have kind of changed a little bit. Yeah. Um, because when he gets there, these, these there's these two, literally these other two Kryptonians who have just kind of like showed up and started like being his replacement already. And he's like, well, that was quick. Yeah. It's like the Wonder Twins. Yeah. Uh, they kind of like have these almost like radioactive looking suits. Yeah, it's a cool design. Yeah. When I was reading this issue, these replacement Superman that we see kind of reminded me a lot of what we're going to be talking about at the end of the podcast with Superman 2 and like Zod and Ursa. Yeah, definitely. Like these these guys had some very like, you know, old school Kryptonian vibes where they show up on Earth and they're like, what are you doing? Like, why are you not imposing our culture on all these primitive like apes? You yeah, know? exactly. Like you are you are a Kryptonian. Like you are so above them. Right. Like bring the space age to them, whether they like it or not. Yeah. And, and Clark's like, that's not my job. That's, <laughs> like, that's not why I'm here. I'm one of them. Yeah, like, you guys are dicks. Yeah, because Clark sees himself as a human. He's like, they, they raised me like more than like Krypton ever did. You yeah, know? exactly. And so they're they're like, well, I mean, there's two of us, one of you. Like, if we got to go through you, that's what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. And they literally like pick up Clark and in the middle of their fight, like throw him into the moon. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, we talked about it. Quintum already erased the I love Lucy. That was the first thing he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the moon takes a big beating in this run. Yeah, first Jimmy Olsen's <laughs> carving his love letters into it. And right. Now Superman gets thrown and cracks the yeah, moon in half. Straight up cracks it in half. Yeah. So there's a giant crack in the moon and Superman's like, what have you done? Like, this is going to be a catastrophe. Yeah. And uh, the, the two Kryptonians are like, well, uh, fuck it. We'll figure it out. And they literally go back to Earth yeah. and start ripping out bridges, like, yeah, like the Golden Gate Bridge. Every major bridge in the world. And literally just stitch it. They give it like bridge staples. <laughs> yeah, literally bridge staples, <laughs> which is a cool I- ass idea. But... Yeah, it doesn't seem like a permanent solution. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be have really bad effects. They're going to be like, ooh, that moon's not holding together. <laughs> yeah, there's no way that's a permanent Do you guys effect. have supersized glue? Glue. <laughs> the glue and the staples will certainly hold it together. We're improvising here. Give us a break. 
And as they're fighting, uh, Lilo, one of the two Kryptonians, like, falls from the sky. Like, it almost seems like her powers are failing. Yeah, just kind of short. And as she hits the ground, like, her nose starts bleeding. And then she starts, like, panicking. She's like, uh, I can't see. Like, I can't see. Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And uh, her husband flies down. And, and, and he's like, well, what's going on? And he starts feeling it as well. And it's almost, it's, this kind of reminded me of, like, War of the Worlds almost. Yeah. Because Superman flies down and he can see through them. And he's like, oh, you're, you're poisoned. Like, the, your path from Krypton led you through, like, these poison like cosmic clouds essentially yep and uh it, it fucked up your immune immune system and it seems like you're dying now mm-hmm. and like you can't handle the environment yeah because since they didn't have the uh like the combination of the different suns from krypton mm-hmm. so we're basically like without saying it like clark was just shield from the rays like in his little ship that he was sent on I, I don't I'm, I from my interpretation of it was more like their path because their path obviously took them longer oh yeah yeah they, so did, they, they didn't take a straight path yeah so they went a completely different way and must have just gone through some like like some terrible place where like oh don't go there it's got yeah, poison yeah. shit all over you know? <laughs> that's the one place you don't want yeah to go. and they're like oh this is bad yeah and this was another great frank wiley like horror like kind of deal because because then uh barrell actually starts getting the effects too yeah when he turns around and he can't see just yeah. screaming lilo yeah, yeah his that's, eyes that's, literally go the opposite direction yeah, that's scary yeah um, but what's nice is uh, that he they're kind of impressed by Clark at the end because Clark, you know, he's he's Superman. Like after this happens, the first thing he's going to do is like, well, I mean, they're they're out of commission now. I mean, I might as well like do what I can to help them. Yeah, he's not just going to let them. Like, and, and that's what Barrel says. He's like, after everything we've done, like you're here trying to help us, and he's like, well, like what else am I going to do? Yeah, like I threw you into the moon, bro. <laughs> you're not mad. <laughs> Uh, and Clark's like, well, I mean, you guys are dying. This is the least I can do for you. And he kind of... Um, yeah, this is an awesome idea. Yep, he puts him into the Phantom Zone. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, he's like, oh, I mean, I guess the Phantom Zone will finally have a little Law and Order and puts him in there. Yeah, exactly. And... It's uh, like, just chill here till I get a fix. Right. Which I guess it isn't uh, like the... Be- I mean, putting people in the Phantom Zone is never something you want to do, I guess. But I guess if it's saving them from death and they want it anyways, I, I mean, fuck it. I mean, and... And is that like a spirit realm type deal? It's more like a... Because like, would they instantly go there and not have any like ill effects from their bodies? No, yeah. It's, it exists outside of like space. It's like another okay. dimension, yeah. So, yeah so that's why they use it as a prison. Gotcha. Uh, after this is um, issue number 10, which is a contender for what is my maybe my favorite issue in the whole thing. I mean, it's hard for me to decide. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, this one was great. Between a lot of them, but issue 10 is an all-time classic, I think. Because what's cool about uh, issue ten of All Star Superman is it takes it's it's we talked about this whole arc is almost like a day in the life of Superman, but this one literally is. Yeah, exactly. Like it even gives you timestamps as you go through, you know, like starting in the morning all the way through night. So this whole issue is like one day in Superman's life, Mm -hmm. and it's not just him going around doing Superman stuff. He's still, uh, from what we talked about last week, he still has these uh, great tasks he's been told about that he's going to accomplish. Yep, and he's not really actively going around trying to do those. He just has them in the back of his head and it's, it's just get, falling into him, it's giving him ideas too yeah because now that he knows he does like he said like someone told him he creates a whole universe and and he th- kind of thinks to himself he's like well if i'm dying i need to study what a world without me is going to look like mm-hmm. so he's literally like spending a lot of this issue just in this chair working on how to do that which we'll get back to at the end here um, but it also, it's more that it's like, it is a little bit of like what I talked about too. It's kind of just Superman. Cause he doesn't just take the day off. He's got a lot to do. Yeah. It's him just kind of flying around, taking care of everything he needs. I mean, there's a classic part where, uh, where Lois like gets kidnapped by this like giant robot man. It's almost <laughs> like a, like a power Rangers villain. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, it's, it's kind of a good bit too, because, uh, Superman does fly by and rescue her and we still see the time. It's only been like a couple hours. Yeah. It doesn't <laughs> and, take long. Right. 
and uh, Superman like takes out the robot, and and Lois is like, oh, th- this guy has Alzheimer's. It's nothing. Like this is like this is all a big misunderstanding. Yeah. And uh, but Lois is like, I actually I actually put myself in his warpath on purpose just to get your attention. How much does that say about how much we need to talk? <laughs> and Superman's like, oh, I guess I have been avoiding you. I'm sorry. Which actually that that kind of happens in uh, the first Superman movie too. From a last little week. bit, yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the reason Superman's not uh, avoiding her in this one is because he's dying and he doesn't want her to see like, oh, why are you sweating bullets? Like, why do you look like shit? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, well, why are you all nervous and afraid to talk to me about clearly something? Yeah. Um, but it, we didn't, we gl- kind of glossed over this in the Bizarro issues, but there actually is a bit where Lois and Quintum meet up and Quintum does tell her yep. like Superman's dying, like what he didn't tell you. Yeah. It's like, I should have figured he wouldn't. Right. And, uh, and Quintum kind of tells Superman later when Superman asks him about it, Quintum's like, well, it didn't feel right for you to go through this alone like someone had to know so it's like oh the good guy quentum like, yeah, yeah he's a good guy about it yeah, and plus you i mean look you're gonna keep lois lane investigative reporter in the dark come on well no, he's right too it's yeah. a, kind of a dick move also, it is it really like, is yeah it's like oh what you're gonna wait till like your like your deathbed your final day to tell her you're dying right yeah like, and you're not gonna spend your final weeks or days without her mm-hmm. yeah you, you gotta give her that high, that that not for uh, you know that foresight of knowledge yeah uh, but there's a good bit too where Superman is like visiting kids in the hospital and like the, the nurses are like thanking them because he's like like it's the only thing the kids have to look forward to when he comes by, which is a really good bit. Yeah, I loved it because it comes up later with an even cooler bit. Yeah, because uh, it, he's figuring out a lot of different things in this issue. One of the things is he kind of figures out a solution for Kandor as well. Candor mm-hmm. is the city from Krypton that Brainiac tried to steal and miniaturized. And so now Clark hasn't figured out a way to to re kind of invigorate it, make it a real city again. Yeah. So he's been trying to think of different solutions. Um, and maybe someone can answer this for me. I mean, I know I know the real reason why it hasn't happened, and it's because you need Candor to be a city to make it a story. Okay. But why hasn't he just gone to like the Atom? He has. He knows people who are like have powers of shrinking and expanding. Yeah, like you know a guy who specializes in. That's that. his thing. Yeah, he's like your good friend. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was I just never, on the on the back burner. I mean, I know why it doesn't happen, so I'm not actually complaining about it. Yeah, but, you know, it's always something I think about. It's a funny thought. Like, yeah, I just think about Ray, Ray Palmer like visiting the. <laughs> the Fortress of Solitude <laughs> and walking by it being like, ooh, hey, not yeah, going like, to comment on that what one. What the hell is this? <laughs> like, Superman, you don't want me to make them not tiny? Yeah, like, <laughs> I could easily do this. Yeah, I could do it right now if you want. Ah, we'll do it later. <laughs> <laughs> not urgent. You said we'd hang out. <laughs> uh, but it's cool that the solution they have for Kandor in this one is actually uh, a little bit more clever than my solution. Because uh, what they do is uh, he teams up with Quintum to... They actually like well. They first they miniaturize Quintum and send him into Candor to pitch this idea, <laughs> which kind of ruins us too because it's like okay, you have a ray gun that can miniaturize him, but you can't just make everyone else bigger. Yeah, he's so close. <laughs> right, like it's literally just flip the switch. You're so close to the solution right there. <laughs> um, but the solution they have is uh, they're what they're gonna do is transplant Candor. Because their whole thinking is like, we could just put this on Mars, yep. start terraforming it, and it doesn't really matter that they're tiny. There's not like other wildlife. It's not like they're going to get attacked by, you know, squirrels. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know, size is relative. If you're like one tiny planet on a massive empty planet, yep. like, you know, the world is your oyster still. Just like, hey, you got more space. Even. I mean, you kind of got to hope the weather's all right. I suppose, because yeah. <laughs> they'd just be amplified that much more. Oh, I mean, they have good technology. Maybe they, you know, I, I would think maybe true, they yeah. have ways to get around that. Yeah, that's true. Like, they, yeah, they were. It seemed like they were essentially terraforming the planet anyway. Although I feel like that would piss off like every world government. Yeah, they'd be like, them. we've been working for years to get to there. <laughs> oh, what your rich people can't use SpaceX <laughs> to escape here? Right. Fuck like, you. what are you gonna do? <laughs> and uh, in return for this, uh, for this. Uh, 
get them get basically getting their own planet and getting their city back a lot uh, some of the scientists for like some kryptonian scientists actually agree to stay on earth as kind of like it's it's kind of like a magic school bus like uh they're osmosis jones yeah they're osmosis jones (laughs) mini doctors literally because superman brings them into the cancer ward and he's like uh guys like i'm sorry i'm not going to be here next week uh doesn't want to tell him but i'm dying yeah yeah. but i have i have these yeah uh, i brought some friends but it's like don't worry you won't be here next week either because i I have someone who's going to help you so literally he has these cancer curing miniature kryptonian doctors yeah it's like that's incredible that's the coolest that is so that is incredible right and there's some some really great bits like as this goes on too because it's all just like as time goes on there's little things he just like gets distracted by one of the most famous parts in this issue is when he's talking to lois and he just hears this like voice in the background Mm -hmm. and it was actually someone we heard about two pages before because two pages before we see this like uh nondescript kind of just like guy on the phone going like talking to someone saying like no i'll be there like i swear i'm being held up by traffic like there's there's, like i'll be there like i'm not lying yep and uh, we don't really know any context for it we do we just, just kind of see a it there. Yeah, Superman scene. just flying by. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then, like, as Superman hears something else, we get the, the rest of the context for it because he flies, like, to this rooftop and there's this girl, like, literally about to jump off yeah. the skyscraper. Yep. And Superman comes up right behind her and it's just this, like, all time famous panel of, of Superman just holding her and be like, you, like, you're not alone. Yep, exactly. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah, that part was amazing. Yeah, he, he says, like, your doctor really did get held up. Like, not everything's always as bad as it seems. Yep. And uh, and even there's even more going. That's why this issue is, is so crazy, because there's so much going on here. And each, each part is, like, fascinating. Because uh, one part we haven't even talked about yet is that miniature world he's building. Because mm-hmm. that's one of the craziest parts of this issue. Because as this goes on, we kind of start to see things happening in the background on that world. Yeah. it's uh, It reminds me kind of of that, if anyone watches Futurama, there's an episode where they uh, put these little robots on a planet and they start evolving at a super fast pace. <laughs> um, that kind of reminded me of that because this little world that uh, Superman's building, it's like this world in a bottle and he's just observing it. And it goes through all of like our world history Um like through the prehistoric times all the way through modern day, except Superman has engineered it to never have superheroes because he wants to see what a world is like without him. Yep. Just like running simulations. Yep. And what it ends up being is essentially our world Mm -hmm. is is what we're seeing. Because as we see this going on, like um, we see it going through history, like from like like cavemen to like the medieval period all the way through. Um, There's this really great panel of a a philosopher giving a speech that is is really interesting. I almost want to quote this one verbatim. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's on Earth Q, which is the world he's raising, and there's this philosopher looks like uh, maybe in ancient Greece. Uh, giving this speech, he says, let us not yield sovereignty even to them, the highest of angelic hierarchies, become instead like them in all their glory and dignity. Imitation is man's nature, and if he wills it so, so shall he surpass even imagination's greatest paragons. Which is kind of, in other words, what he's saying is, we have these ideals, these gods that we know of, um, instead of worshiping them, we should instead try to be like them, imitate them, and the more we try to do that the more we will actually become them. Yep. Because if you if you live by the ideals of your heroes and like those that you admire, like you will actually become more like them even subconsciously. Well, and it, it's really it's really cool too because I that uh, related to something I just read in the filth too. Um, I actually have this quote saved. Another Grant Morrison book, yeah. Yeah, from Grant Morrison where it's um, the main character is kind of monologuing at the end is saying he has a quote that's only humans could make something kinder and better than themselves. That makes them smarter than God in my opinion. And like that line that's kind of a, yep. reminded me of that too. That's right on the same line of thinking too. Yep. Yep. Because that that's kind of what this whole the whole message of this world that Superman builds is. Because it, the way it ends, it, it's it ties into that perfectly. Because the way it ends is it's because the final page literally shows us 
uh, Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster, the creators of Superman, in their apartment in Cleveland. Yep. And uh, and they're drawing Superman like the original design of him on a paper, and the, the final line is, this is going to change everything. Mm-hmm. So in a world where Superman doesn't exist, they created Superman as their ideal. Yep. And that's our world. Like, that's that, that's what makes this issue so fascinating, is because there's all that, like, heartwarming stuff you see on the surface. Yeah, exactly. But then when it ties together with this Earth Q that he's building, it just, like, all clicks. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, so, like, consistent with a lot of themes that Grant Morrison uses in a lot of his other works, too, which oh, is yeah. just fascinating. Like, he totally gets what makes superheroes, especially Superman, like, someone you want to follow. Exactly, it's, it's yeah. a perfect example of that. Like, this issue alone could almost be read as just, like, the perfect, like, issue to kind of just, like, understand why Superman matters to so many people. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, well, actually, there is kind of an epilogue to this issue as well, because it ends with uh, Superman kind of talking about what he's going to leave behind for everyone on Earth, like, because he's, like, right at the end, essentially. Yeah, these sequences of him, like, writing his, like, last, like, testament, like, on the wall, yep. like, in, like, in carving it on the wall. Because he, as Superman, he writes his last testament, but then he also, as Clark Kent, he the narration even says, like, and finally, my last gift to the reporter Clark Kent, I leave the story of a lifetime. Yeah, I love that. And he gives himself <laughs> the story, Superman dead. He's like, fuck you, I'm writing this. Right. <laughs> I'm writing the greatest article of all time. Yeah, Lois is like, you couldn't, I mean, you can't even make money off this. Let me write it. Come on. <laughs> right? Like, let me get the award. You're going to make a fortune off this. <laughs> And the final two issues of this story are essentially going to be the grand finale of the overall pop plot that's been building in the background here. Yeah. This plot of Superman being poisoned by Lex Luthor and Lex Luthor like using it as his opportunity to rise above. Because it opens with uh, Lex Luthor like let, literally going to the electric chair to get his fi- his execution because he, he was sentenced to death back in issue four yep. um, for his crime. So he goes to the chair and he looks pretty uh peppy peppy for someone who's about to go to the electric chair yeah no he's ready to ride yeah so he because uh, so that's what it instantly makes this suspicious because you're like why is he so happy like he he clearly like is up to something yeah and as like, i know he's happy he killed superman but no one's this happy to ride right the and chair. that's the one thing that like makes you be like well maybe i don't know and like because this takes place in another universe you're like well i don't know yeah like he's been way too yeah. complacent this whole run um but then as they flip the switch to execute him he just kind of like looks up like through the smoke he's like not happening yeah flame and red eyes yeah and then he's like 24 hour super serum like now i'm the boss <laughs> yeah and so he breaks out of the chair and escapes as this is all going on clark's still at the fortress of solitude kind of just winding things down getting things ready the sun eater's already gone he's just kind of getting he has these like superman robots who help him take care of the fortress mm-hmm. uh who actually end up coming in the clutch pretty soon here um and he's kind of just telling him what to do after he's gone he tells them uh he's got it's cool he's got these exotic animals that he keeps track of and he's like you know please they they need special care and attention like nobody else can take care of these things like so please i'm giving you like the the commands on how to do this yep and he kind of just goes through all the things uh this is kind of like it's kind of like a uh kind of bittersweet way like he's walking through the fortress knowing this is the last time he's ever going to be here essentially yeah exactly and he walks up he's got still got has uh zabaro's poetry kind of floating there and he's like reading it for a minute he's like wow like like uh, a poet like from a world no one will ever see again like yeah like, this is the kind of stuff like you have to treasure yeah, like, this needs to be preserved right exactly and he and he's uh, writing a letter to Lois too at the end here, which I really like. I want to read this here. As he's it's uh, as he's looking at these artifacts too, he says, "What a life! I've traveled across time and space. I've done things beyond imagination. Blessed with friends like Pete and Lana and Jimmy and Batman. What incredible adventures we've shared and amazing people I've known. But Lois, dear Lois, I've loved you most of all." And no matter how dark it seems, there's always a way. And that's right before we get into the action. He's like, nope, I got to go stop Lex. Yeah, time for the last ride. 
Um, and he, uh, the last thing, I, I guess he doesn't really know Lex is there yet. Cause the last thing he goes to do is he puts on his Clark Kent suit and he's going to the, um, the daily planet. Yeah. Cause he's got his final story ready. He literally like gets to the daily planet, drops the story off and he's like, here we go. I found out Superman's dead. And then literally he flops over dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which that would be a massive coincidence. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so but like, I guess what does he should care? Should we connect this? I don't think he needs Clark Kent anymore. <laughs> right. Um, but then it's, it's bad timing. Cause as soon as Clark is incapacitated, Lex Luthor, blows open the wall of the daily planet and because he still has his superman powers they're good for 24 hours mm-hmm. and um uh, so as he flies out of the fortress we find out what what lex's plan was uh superman had heard warnings from the future that lex would have a secret ally and we find out who that secret ally is this is actually something he was warned about too by uh by samson yep uh who, who told him that he would defeat the tyrant's son and we don't really know what that meant, if that was symbolic or what that was supposed to mean. Yeah, it but, didn't quite take that literally. Uh, but no, it, it literally was a sentient son who's come <laughs> yeah. uh, to, to, to be a tyrant over Earth. Yeah, pretty terrifying. Yeah, and uh, he's like a son who speaks telepathically. It's a red son, too. So Lex, yeah. Lex made a, an ally, like a deal with him, being like, well, you can come help me conquer Earth, and you're the one thing I need to beat Superman. Yep. Um but Superman has a plan, too. He flies out with his androids from the Fortress of Solitude. He's like, come with me, buddies. One last ride. He has, like, a horde of Valkyries. Yep. He's like, all right, you're all needed with me. Like, you guys, like we need two of you to watch over the Fortress. The rest of you, with me. <laughs> Time to fly. Yep. And he, he flies off, and, and uh, the tyrant's son's like, all right, Superman. Like, I know I'm your counter. Like, just, like, you surrender and die. And Superman flies, and he's like, what, you think I'm not prepared for this? <laughs> like, that's the best thing. It's like, like you, you really think I'm just flying in to die? You guys think you guys haven't tried the red sun trick enough? Like, I'm ready for this. <laughs> I'm ready for the red sun, really. You got to try some new things. Right, like, come on. Like, so he's got this radiation suit that was designed for him by Quintum that he can use to, to fight the tyrant's son. Yep. And, uh... It's it's not quite enough at first. He's actually doing a number. There's a sad part where, because um, we find out how uh, Lex Luthor got that serum. It was he stole it from one of the androids. He yep. like hijacked it and stole it from its memory banks. Yeah. Um, because as one of the androids is being killed by the tyrant son, it's like uh, like we never wanted to help Luthor. Like forgive Android Seven, forgive <laughs> yeah. Seven, and it gets like wiped out. It's pretty sad actually. Yeah. And uh, and Superman like gets pissed off. He's like, "No, you killed him! Like, what are you doing? Like, you're, like you're just murdering people." Mm-hmm. And um, kind of comes in the clutch from the side. Uh, his old buddy, uh, the Sun Eater, right? Like, <laughs> this was his moment. The greatest day you sex. Yeah, this was his moment. So he's like, oh, "Like Tyrant Sun meets Sun Eater," and we see our good Squid Boy coming in and getting the getting the good noms. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like the family dog coming to save the day. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, and it's cool too. Like when the, even when the sun falls, like uh, and it kind of like shrinks in size and falls down to the planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Superman goes up to it and he's like, you know, the people from the future have told me like eventually you do turn a new leaf, like you become like a beacon of hope for people. Uh, so like I'm not I'm not gonna kill you. Like I'm gonna help you. Like yeah, we're gonna help you like become a, a, a better person, reform your ways. It's gonna take thousands of years, but I know like from the future you will become better. Yeah, it's gonna be a long process, right? Although I'm sure suns perceive time a little differently. Yeah, it could be. Um, <laughs> But it's a good message, like where he's got these radios from the future. Be like, no, I know you can be better. Like, like, I, like it might take a long time for you to understand, but you mm-hmm. will learn. Yeah, exactly. And with the tyrant son defeated, uh, Superman's kind of like at, at his last uh, strand here. Uh, he, he, like, you can see him. He's like sweating bullets at all times because he's like about to die. He's like at the end of his rope. Yeah. And he goes into the Daily Planet with that that story he wrote. 
uh, you know, Superman dead. And he's like, I got it. The story of a lifetime and flops it on his desk and then passes out. And everyone's <laughs> yeah. like, Kent just drops dead on his desk. Yeah. And like, uh, is, is, is he OK? Uh, but they don't even have check time to check on him because the wall smashes open uh, to the Daily Planet. And Lex is there with his superpowers. Yeah. And that's kind of the cliffhanger we're left on there. And his puffy green or puffy purple pants. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's what that'll take us into the finale issue of All Star Superman here. It's going to be the showdown between Superman and Lex. When the issue opens, Superman is essentially dead. Yeah. Uh, he, we see him kind of like in this like space ethereal kind of like after death realm. Uh, he actually meets his dad, Jor-El, yep. who kind of explains it to him. He's like, yeah, we're in like a land of collect- collective consciousness where everyone dies. Like, it's kind of just like this ethereal plane. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, like, you can exist here, like apart from time and space and just be part of the cosmos now. Like, this, you'll be here with us. Which is badass. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> but but it's kind of, this kind of reminds me of uh, the scene that we see in the, the Black Panther movie. Yeah, um, totally. Where, where Black Panther's there with his dad and it's like, he's in this ethereal plane. It's like, no, like, this is the way things are done. Like, this is like, we want to, and he's like, no, I need to go back i have unfinished business yeah like i'm not staying here right because superman's like no there's these people need my help now like i can't be here right now I, mm-hmm. there's more to do there's more to help and jor-el's like you would leave like this you know this perfect cosmos like this perfect existence like to go help these people and he's like yes <laughs> yes i would this place is boring as hell <laughs> <laughs> you're kind of you're kind of like a stuffy old boomer dad i'm out of here <laughs> i've seen what you become after the new 52 you're a dick <laughs> And uh, so Superman uh, actually arrives back on Earth. He he wakes up as Clark Kent while Luthor is kind of like giving his speech to the Daily Planet, being like, I'm in charge now. You're going to start saying nice nice things about me. Yeah, like rises from the dead. Uh, and then Clark comes out of nowhere with a gravity gun and he's like, nope, I'm going to save the day. <laughs> and Luthor's like, Kent, no. <laughs> Who would have thought? I thought you were the good one. <laughs> I trusted you, bro. I thought we were pals. <laughs> I yeah. gave you a sandwich from the prison vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's cool that Clark just like brought a gravity gun with him, just in case. Right, the backup plan. And there's a lot going on in this final fight between uh, Clark and Lex, because as they're kind of fighting through the streets talking, Lex is kind of like kind of reiterating what he told Clark in issue four, kind of like why he hates him and why he thinks he's going to replace him. Mm-hmm. Um, even halfway through, he almost has this moment of like perfect clarity even, because uh, Lex Luthor has Superman's powers, including his heightened senses. Yeah, this so, part, I really like this part. Yeah, there's this moment where it like almost gets to Luthor, where he like looks and sees everything. He's like, I see it. It's all connected. Like It literally is almost like he gets dosed. <laughs> with like yeah. acid or something because he's just like holy shit man yeah we're all one <laughs> yeah, that, that's literally yeah because he's like i see things how superman sees them like it, it's, yep. it's 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 not us against us it's literally we're all one organism and we're all in it together exactly i feel like that could be like a manufactured sci-fi drug like you take something and you like perceive the world as superman right like that yeah. would be insane that, like superman empathy yeah, yeah that'd be great um, but even for Lex, it, it's not like he sees it, but he doesn't care. He's like, there's too much ego for him. Yeah. I still a dick about it. Yeah. Cause he, even Superman tells him, he's like, yeah, he's describing the senses, but he doesn't mean it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, the, the best line in, in this to, to describe the Superman Lex Luthor relationship is when Superman finally does knock out Luthor. Cause Luthor is like, I could have saved the world if it weren't for you. I would be the hero. Like I would have saved everyone. Yep. And then Clark knocks him out. He's like, uh, you could have saved the world Luthor if it mattered to you. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, no, you keep putting up these like these uh, imaginary reasons why you can't. Yeah, you, you could have if you, you come wanted up with to. with all these excuses. Yep. You, you very, like, you're a genius and you could have saved the world if you wanted to. And mm-hmm. Like, I, but I had to. Yep. Know? So that's just a great line as he gets knocked out. Like, fuck you, man. Yeah, it gets you, the knockout. You had your chance. The knockout and the verbal bitch slap. Yep. <laughs> and unfortunately, that's uh, 
Superman's kind of twilight moment because as, as he does that, he's kind of like he was already on borrowed time. Like he's not even supposed to be here now. Yeah, it's like his like classic ghost fulfilling his like last thing. Yep, and he kind of has like one good but uh, one last goodbye to Lois, and Lois is like asking asking him uh, if she'll see him again. And he's like, well, I don't know. Like I don't know how the world works. It's weird. Yeah. Um, and like the last thing he does is the the sun is dying, so it's like, well, we need to like this is my one last act I have to do to repair this. Yep. Uh, so he literally flies into the sun. Yeah. Um, to fuel it and one of the final pages we see is him like in the sun like almost operating it like a clock tower almost like pulling a lever like uh, like a god yeah I'm trying to think because I feel like that's actually a thing or it's something to do with like a like an ancient forge type deal like it's not at, or, uh, Atlas like holding the world but it's something similar to that yeah well, Superman or I mean uh, Grant Morrison said he took a lot of Superman's uh, traits and like uh, Im- image yeah, yeah. and symbol- uh, symbology from sun gods yep. and, th- and different gods and mythologies because because that's kind of how we saw it in this context. Okay, yeah, that's got to so be So that thing. makes sense. That that final image really does invo- uh, invoke that, where it's like him like in the sun just like doing work. Yeah, totally. Just like keeping things running. Yep. Uh, and that that's literally when it happens. That's when he becomes all-star. Yeah. What are we, some kind of all-star? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So that's where, that's where we end up. And the, the final page we get is, uh, it, this is where we get the, the Man of Tomorrow. It's Superman uh, in front of, or it's uh, Quintum, I should yeah, say, yeah. in front of the Superman symbol. Uh, for for uh, his project labs, and he's like, nope, like th- there's always a way because we mentioned it last week. Uh, Superman gave him the serum for how to clone a, a perfect Superman, like yeah, how, to, his... how to give someone else his powers. Well, and didn't he like individually code his exact DNA sequence for him? Yes, yeah. So it's like that's how, that explains how there's Superman of Superman of the future, even yeah, though yeah. Clark is dead. Yeah, um, because he gave it to Quintum, and Quintum was able to it be it became like it's something you know something replica- replicatable. Yeah, which Quintum was. Probably a little salty about it first because he's like, "We've been working at this for so long with so many fuck ups, and you're now just gonna you're hand just, it to me. Just hand it to me now. <laughs> this is really unsatisfying. <laughs> like, this has been way too long coming. Well, I guess I'll take it. <laughs> We're not gonna call this a loss, right?" <laughs> Uh, but that that's kind of it. Just leaves the door open for it's like oh that explains like all the future stuff we saw before. So I really like how it kind of comes full circle. Like it's all one continuity. Yeah, totally. Uh, so that that's kind of where we leave this. I mean, it's, it's I feel like this is a story that needs to be read more than once. Like me rereading it, I got so much more out of it than I did even the first time. And I loved this the first time. Oh yeah, yeah. You've been telling me to read All Star Superman for years, and mm-hmm. I can't believe I held it off that long. Yeah, I mean, rereading this, I would I would have to say this is like a top five book of all time for me. Rereading this, I I was all about every single issue of this. I was like, wow, like I I was do a reread of this like. Yeah, it's, it's probably close to that for me, too. Yeah, so th- this is one of my favorite Grant Morrison books, one of my favorite books of all time. Definitely um, one of my favorite Superman stories of all time. Highly recommend everyone reads it. Uh, but without further ado, we're going to be moving on to uh, more Superman. This one's going to be... I'm not going to be quite as giddy about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's going to be the uh, Superman 2, uh, the sequel to the one we covered last week. This one has some weird stuff going on. I'll lead with that. I want to say like 20% of this movie was product placement. Oh, there's a lot of product placement. <laughs> it was insane. We complain about that today, but it's always been a thing. Yeah, I mean, they were definitely a lot less subtle with it back in like the 70s and 80s. And it's a little different in this one because it's like for Marlboro and stuff. Dude, Marlboro <laughs> like bankrolled this movie. <laughs> they really did. <laughs> like it was crazy. Uh, the the movie, what's weird about this too is when we started watching this, I was almost like, are we watching the right movie? Because it literally opens with the same exact opening scene that the last movie it's had. It's like the first 10 minutes is the opening scene and 
and then like all of the explanation scenes from the first movie. Well, it's it's literally just the first scene from the last movie, but worse because yeah. there's no Marlon Brando. Exactly. <laughs> it's like it's like the scene with him removed, so it makes less sense. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, because we're because I mean, it makes more sense that it's in this movie though, because we're seeing like. Uh, oh no, it, no, they did show the Brando scene. I don't think they showed Brando in in the opening scene in the second I, one. I wrote it down I that they showed the oh, same one. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. I, mean, uh, yeah, I must no, have I'm missed that. Sure, I'm pretty sure they did. Because well, the, I mean, the opening part. They cut out a lot of his parts, at least. Oh, oh they yeah. didn't show all of it, for yeah. sure. But they showed the scene. Uh, they didn't show, like, the court part, but they showed him with, uh, like, sending Superman away. Like, oh, no, that part, they, they I meant, like, him in the Zod scene. Oh, you're the right. Scene? They did show him later. Yeah, in the yeah. Zod sequence, they didn't, because they had to film that. Not new footage, yeah. but footage from the last movie. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we kind of, it's just what we saw last week where Zod and Ursa and, uh, what's his name? Get, uh, the caveman guy gets sucked into the, <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts on the caveman guy. <laughs> Might've been the shining star of this movie. <laughs> I don't know about that. But, uh, so they get sucked into the phantom zone and they fly away and we'll find out later that the only weakness to their phantom zone prison is if nuclear missiles go off in space, which I'm sure will never happen. <laughs> yeah. And no worries there. How did they even figure out that that's a thing? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it must have happened before like why do these freaking aliens keep launching nukes into space yeah like what <laughs> Uh, also, I want to point out, I don't know if we pointed this out last week, but uh, opening credits in the 70s and 80s were asshole. Oh, God. Oh, my God. It's so bad. It's ridiculous. Like, at least Star Wars, like, the rolling, like, the crawling credits is very dated, but it aged better. Yeah. Well, the crawling. Because it's readable. Yeah, exactly. But with the Superman, like, the first, when they were showing all the re, like, shots from the first movie, in, like, every 10 or 15 seconds, it would just be a black screen with a flying in text name of, like, the next, like, Yeah, actor. and it, like, hurts my eyes because I can't read it at any point it's constantly <laughs> flying like oh and it's like the most like bitty like uh fuzziest looking text too yeah so. it's a i mean that's not, not anything that's a major complaint but it goes on really long so i feel I'm like it's a big part of the movie i'm saying i'm glad that we don't do that in movies today not yes anymore. thankfully because <laughs> you know it was back in the day when you know special effects like that were a thing so everyone had to use the shit but out of it one, one thing i will actually complain about is this movie opens with like a tv show style like last time on superman <laughs> like, <laughs> literally literally like we see like you when people say you don't like I could easily say you don't have to watch the first Superman movie to watch this one because oh, they yeah. almost show you the whole they show movie you the again. whole thing yeah like they go through all the Superman like when he saves they saves the helicopter crashing the the freaking Hoover Dam stopping Lex yeah stopping Lex everything like every scene every, him going back through time saving yeah. Lois they show you the whole movie again. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous it's, like oh here's the cliff notes <laughs> oh my god it's like. I guess if you were watching the movie live, like two years later, it wouldn't be that bad. But yeah. Like, I guess if we just watched it last week, so I'm like, get on with it. I think, <laughs> I think we literally watch it like a day or like two days after we watch it first. And plus, time. at that point, like all I'd we'd been like 20 minutes into the movie, and I'd seen the same opening scene <laughs> we saw last week. Awful credits. Yeah. And now all the scenes from the movie. I'm like, with give the, me the theme song just playing on loop. So by the time we get to Paris, <laughs> that's the first new scene we've gotten. Yep. Um, which and the scene of Paris isn't too bad. It's like uh, basically these uh, European terrorists, which were the theme of the time. Yeah, uh, get onto the Eiffel Tower and they want. I'm pretty blow it sure up. there was shit going on in the 80s uh, with like uh, terrorists in Russia, like domestic terrorism. Yeah, but that was that was very much the theme of like every action movie, like the oh, Die yeah. Hard kind of thing. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but these terrorists are sophisticated as hell because they have like a hydrogen bomb built in the elevator. Oh, yeah, I forgot it was a nuke. They straight up say it's like they have a hydrogen bomb. It's like uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> like what are they scientists nobody explains how they got that no 
<laughs> um, but yeah, so it ends up being like Lois Lane kind of like sneaks her way onto the Which is uh, ridiculous. the Eiffel Tower. I, I'm not quite sure why. I guess she straight up like distracts a cop by like asking him not for directions, but some minuscule thing. Yeah. And then she just like ducks under the police tape. And I'm all for Lois, like, you know, uh, you know, going past the police to get in and investigate. Oh, no, the scene. for sure. Yeah. But like these are the bungliest cops but, like, of all time. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but she she kind of goes way uh, uh, up to stop the um, I don't know if she's going to stop what's going on or just kind of find out more or like maybe just get the information <laughs> yeah, she needs get the to get Superman. Scoop. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, my kind of thinking was like maybe she's just trying to get in and then maybe like from the top be like Superman. Yeah, exactly. Like like be a beacon, be like over here. Yeah, for sure. Because um, she actually it's pretty scary. Like she gets uh, she tries to climb under the elevator and gets like all, like almost falls down the elevator like all the way down and that's when Superman shows up. Yeah, like the elevator straight up in a free well the elevator carrying a hydrogen bomb is straight oh, yeah. up in a free fall to the ground and then of course Superman catches it at the last second. But then he uh, he takes the nuclear missile up up into the atmosphere and yep. blows it up and what do you know the phantom zone <laughs> triangle thingy is floating past earth for whatever yep. reason i'm like oh, well, i'm going with it oh, are, are we led to believe that it was near earth or are we led to believe I think that so. the, the blast went that far oh i think the it would have to be the first one. that, that second close. one would be even more ridiculous oh yeah for sure <laughs> what was that like a not even a hydrogen bomb it was like a spirit bomb <laughs> yeah honestly a cosmic bomb oh uh, one scene that i did think was pretty cool is as soon as the as soon as zod and ursa and uh the other guy go free <laughs> do they ever they no he has a name i can't remember it's it now Nick, though. it's literally caveman yeah um no or like pig because he all he does in the movie is make pig squeals yeah that's true <laughs> yeah that's a weird it's character. Like hog man um, but yes, yeah, so, uh, the cool scene that we see is there's these like, uh, it's kind of like a joint task force of astronauts from different countries on the, on the moon. Cause yeah. you see them planting multiple flags. So yeah. it's, it, it's clearly like a UN kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, so it's like, oh wow, this is pretty cool. Like people are actually going to the moon again. What do you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll never do that, but yeah. that's a nice fantasy. Honestly. And as, as they're on the moon, that that's the first place Zod and, and his crew go. Cause we yeah, see. This would be terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Ursa, Ursa's pretty cool in this movie. I'm not going to lie. She's pretty good. She was one of the better ones for sure. Yeah. Cause she's got like an attitude to that works that kind of makes her threatening because oh, like, yeah. when, when she first shows up she's just kind of like fucking with people because she doesn't really know what they are yeah because the astronaut cap- understandably is like she sees a, a you know human looking woman like not in a spacesuit on the moon like mm-hmm. what the fuck's happening because uh, she's like the the kryptonians kind of don't understand what humans are like when they look at the spacesuit and they don't really understand like what it's for yeah it's like why the hell do you need that yeah because she she goes to like look at his badge and like accidentally rips his suit open and he's like <laughs> oh no <laughs> my one weakness and then she like punches him into space <laughs> which is i'm not gonna lie it was kind of hilarious it was hilarious <laughs> he's like whoa <laughs> it's a funny image like whoa look when i punt them they go far <laughs> right uh so this is kind of like zod and his crew showing up and finding out about the humans because then they go like okay well they're from earth they're not from the moon so yeah, let's go to Godfish out of water yeah and they they think that the planet's called houston because they keep radio radioing back to houston yeah th- yeah the astronauts are like houston we have a problem so, like, let's visit this houston so like for the rest of the movie they keep calling it houston People are like, it's <laughs> called earth whatever planet houston <laughs> we don't care <laughs> uh while this is all going on our, our first lex luthor scene is kind of ridiculous as well <laughs> um but i am for i am grateful for it in the end because it's him and like his three is uh what did we call him curly from the three stooges oh yeah he's curly. <laughs> and because him and him and his uh his dumb friend are in prison and they're like going around and lex luthor's plan to escape from prison it's very golden age i'll give him credit oh yeah <laughs> uh, he, he hires a, a hot air balloon to fly over the prison and drop a ladder down for him and no one sees no one sees okay of course 
Oh, God. Um, total Golden Age shenanigans. Was that during the day or at night? Oh, it was at night, but oh, still. they have spotlights. Yeah. No, they, we see them on the spotlights. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> and they're like, nothing to see here. <laughs> no, at one point, the spotlights even go on Lex and them, but they just stand still, and the light keeps moving. <laughs> I like, forgot about it's that. It's not a motion sensor. <laughs> oh, my God. People are on those lights looking. Yeah, like that. Do they? Are they not wearing their glasses tonight? Or he's like asleep. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but the the best part is when when he when Lex escapes, he leaves the the other guy behind. The, yeah, because it's too much weight. The, the goofy <laughs> trombone song. They pull a fat joke. <laughs> yeah. So like he's like, oh no, I can't go, and I'm like, oh no, that means you're not in the rest of the movie. Right. Oh no. <laughs> what a, what a disappointment. <laughs> what a terrible tragedy. It just has to be Lex Luthor now. Oh no. Right. Well, it's Lex and, and Eve. Eve was the woman from the the first movie yeah. that actually rescued Superman. Yep. Um. So I, I have no problems with her because she actually has a little bit of depth to her. Yeah, she was pretty. Because there's something under the surface there. You're like, well, she's not quite evil. Like, she had a breaking point. Yeah. Exactly. So she's more interesting than, like, the bumbling goofus. Yeah, it adds yeah. Some, some extra. Yeah, so I, I I don't mind her as a henchman. She's pretty good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, she's not walking around, like, j- like jug- juggling pots and pans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. There's uh, an extended sequence, which is mostly good, of Clark and Lois kind of, like, on this nonsense assignment at Niagara Falls. They're given, like, another fluff piece yep. um, to kind of just go cover, like, the touristy area. And uh, while and so they're kind of just treating it as a vacation because they're like, fuck it. There's nothing to do here or write about. Yeah. There's a sequence where... And it's cool because I like I like any take where Lois figures out who Superman is because mm-hmm. it makes total complete sense because she's like a genius investigative reporter. Yeah, she's like the closest person to Superman and a genius investigative reporter. Yeah, so her like thinking of it and breaking that story is always my favorite take on it. Oh yeah. Um so we see her kind of like she's really close. Like she kinda like she gets a glimpse of like Superman without his glasses and it like breaks something in her. She's like, wait a minute. Yeah, she has like a like, it makes like, her realize yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. And so she she starts like obsessing over it, kind of giving Clark like these little traps to like walk himself into. Be like, yeah. how come whenever Superman's here, you're not? Like, you always have a suspicious reason to like walk away. And he's like, uh, let's go get hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, because this leads to the next comedic gold moment where a kid straight up just like jumps off into Niagara Falls. <laughs> <laughs> so then, of course, Superman's got to save him, and Lois obviously is like, oh, where to go? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, that's because that's the craziest because. Uh, Lois is like, all right, well, if you're not Superman, then if I jump in this river, you're not going to come save me? And Clark's like, nope. Are you sure? I absolutely couldn't. He's like, no, I'd watch you die. (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure? (laughs) And then she jumps into the river and and Clark's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. She actually did it. And this part is just like, I have a problem with this part. I have a big problem with this part because she is like just flowing down this river, like almost going like drowning at any second. Like how much is your secret identity really worth to you? Yeah. And this dude is literally like bumbling down the path going like, Lois, grab the rock, grab a stick. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. That's kind (laughs) of a problem I have with this movie as a whole because it comes up more than once where like Superman puts a huge, huge emphasis on him having a secret identity, which I get it. And then, yeah, I get it why you'd want that, but it's like, there's priorities. Exactly. You got to like prioritize like human life for one above that yep uh and like you know there's lots of more things more important than like ooh, i want to be able to like be a reporter exactly yeah. like yeah, it, there's got to be times where you're like this goes above this like you know if they see me in a suit i'll just deny it fuck it yeah and even the and like what ends up being his like semi reasoning at the end is even almost as disappointing mm-hmm. 
Because oh, and it kind of were and what's dumb is like thematically, if like for the storytelling purposes, that whole sequence doesn't really get us anywhere. Because Clark doubles down, he's like, "Oh, see, I didn't save you, yeah. so I guess I'm not Clark." And Lois is done. She's like, "Oh, well, I guess I'm an idiot then," you know. And she she gives up. Yeah, he ends up like yeah, breaking off a stick, and she ends up grabbing the stick and getting to like the shore, but it, it's still ridiculous. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Superman does kind of save her, but there were so <laughs> many no, variables. That was just the greatest. So many things could have gone wrong. The greatest luck of all time. Yeah, so many. Th- like, and I guess a lot of people would probably say, like, well, if it came down to it at the last second, he would have done something. But I it's like, guess. I want to see that exactly. Like, I want to see Superman like being a hero and not being like trying his best to like cover his own ass first. Yeah, because like I think we said it at the time when we saw it, but it's like once Lois finds out you're Superman, she's gonna hate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like she, you, she literally was drowning in a river, and you watched her. <laughs> yeah, that, that's probably why he wipes her memory at the end. <laughs> Honestly, Sp- spoilers for the end of the movie. Like, yeah. yeah, like that—that's a poker chip, like for their entire life. Yeah, she's like, yeah, remember that time when like you almost let me die just so you could like keep up lying to me? Yeah, so you could conceal your secret identity for like an extra day. Yeah, like, I was falling down a waterfall, and I only got saved because you like threw a tree in the water. Yeah, like clutch, you can do dude. better. Real clutch. And like, like I said, thematically, it doesn't even matter because no. it throws her off the trail for like 20 minutes. Yeah, Because literally. the second they get back to the apartment, Clark has another whoopsie where he falls into a fire, like yeah. a fire pit they have in the in the hotel room, <laughs> and like puts his whole fucking hand in the fire yep. and then pulls it out. He's like, uh, oh no, it hurts so bad. And she's yeah. like, yeah, let me see. <laughs> and he's like completely fine. And yep. she's like... You son of a fucking bitch. <laughs> I almost just died. Yeah, you asshole. Oh, God. And so that's when he has to come clean. He's like, okay, no, forget it. Like, I'll tell you the truth. Yeah. And there's another really great shot where you see that transition of, like, him from Clark to Superman, where it kind of shows, like, the act he's putting on. Yeah, he, those are one of the, some of the few shining moments in these. Mm-hmm, where he, he, uh, he, like, unslouches, and you see, like, that transition. That's a, it's a really good acting by Christopher Reeves. Oh, for sure. Meanwhile, Zod's kind of doing his thing. Uh it's it, it's kind of it, uh, with Zod's whole role in this movie. It kind of reminded me more of like uh, like this movie kind of showed me like it was kind of laying the tracks for like what superhero movies would be in general. Yeah, because it's kind of like Zod reminds me of a lot of comic book villains we see a lot of day like in modern comic book movies, where he's just kind of like on the side doing his thing, like be like I'm the new ruler of this world, and then Superman comes by and tries to stop him at the end. Yep, because um, he's going through these like tiny like almost like set movie set looking towns and like you know asserting his dominance over them yeah you'd think that they would just like seek out the biggest city but they literally go just like the backwoods like in the desert to some like dinky ass towns I mean they still think the planet's called Houston yeah true (laughs) Uh, because they're like on this planet like trying to figure out like who's in charge like you bar owner are you the king of this world (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and so they've managed to find a camera and like after they show who they are like it's kind of crazy because, like, the world, like, gives up super, super quick. Yeah, very like, quick. And <laughs> even for three Kryptonians, like, literally, like, we, he goes to the White House and, like, they all surrender. Like, like we, I've spoken with the UN and the world has agreed to surrender. I'm like, whoa, that was easy. Yeah, and, like, they try to pull this lame maneuver where they put in a double for the president. And as soon as, like, he For, kneel- like, five seconds? Literally five <laughs> seconds. He kneels down in front of Zaden and he's just like... He's just like, okay, now where's your real president? And then the president just steps out from behind a curtain like, ah, here I am. It's like, <laughs> good plan, dude. And the decoy's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Not to mention, it's completely unrealistic. Like, most world leaders would not 
like just bend over to protect their people. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, like, they give up super yeah, easy. Yeah, they'd be like, screw you. Like, get me out of here. And then yeah, I don't give a shit it. about my people. Yeah, like, <laughs> just let me live. You can have whatever you want. Yeah, it's a very uh, unrealistically noble president oh, in, yeah. in this story. <laughs> like, infeasible. One thing that's kind of ridiculous that I want, as soon as they take over the world, the, the first thing the Kryptonians do is they fly over Mount Rushmore and somehow <laughs> magically add their faces to it. Okay, I did like that part. Because, yeah. <laughs> uh... They seem to have more powers than Clark, or at least different powers. They, yeah. They, uh, Zod has, like, telekinesis, and apparently the power to change statues as well. Yeah, or just really quick with laser vision. And since there's only three of them, they just blow up Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, <laughs> they just blow up the fourth face. <laughs> One part of this movie that is hard for me to wrap my head around is there's this whole sequence that now that Lois knows who Superman is, like, she kind of admits to him, like, oh, I've been wildly in love with you this whole time, like, now that I know who you are, like, yeah. like that's everything yeah and so clark's like all right i'm gonna take you to the fortress of solitude i'm gonna kind of show you what i'm like and and it's almost like the uh the issue two of all-star superman with uh clark and lois kind of having their date at the fortress of solitude him just kind of showing him all the weird shit yeah definitely but while lois is there uh clark kind of goes to the archives and his mom tells him that uh like kryptonians and humans can never be together uh, like because of physiology. Which, yeah, or the only way you can is if you give up your yeah, powers. Yeah, and my interpretation, like the only way I can interpret that unless like uh, Superman's mom is just a wild racist. <laughs> Do not mix the races. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 unless that's her take, then I would only have to assume she's talking about like having children. Yeah, and but then at that, I mean, that part kind of, I mean, that even comes up in All-Star Superman. Where, oh, for where sure. Where Clark says like, you know, I'm, I'm a completely different species. Our DNA is incompatible. Exactly. Um, which there's different takes on that. Um, like, I mean, he's, he has a kid with Lois in the main continuity. So obviously it's not a thing anymore. But, yeah. yeah. About, but it, I mean, it makes sense in real life. Uh, different species of animals can't mate with different species. Yeah. I, I really wish they would have made it a little more clear because otherwise you're literally left with just three scenarios and then they neither of them really makes sense as to why they can't be together but without what, giving up his powers what's weird is uh his mom pitches this situation like she says uh you know you you, you can't be with lois unless you're human and he's like okay and like instantly so if she's talking about having children why does he do it right away exactly like, what is he is he like gonna I, i'm gonna marry her right now and we're gonna have kids tonight like whoa clark hold on <laughs> and not to mention like how pissed are you if you're lois and like superman comes back in the room is like hey i got rid of all my powers without asking you for any input <laughs> yeah it's like oh great dude now we can have children whoa slow down there buddy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like dude like we literally just went on our first date i literally just found out that you were a person like a second ago <laughs> oh god and i'm still thinking about that time you almost let me die in the waterfall yeah <laughs> and if we're thinking even more practically how the hell are they getting home yeah we thought about that too <laughs> yeah because we when we cut back they're back in metropolis yeah they're just on some random mountain road in but a truck literally how did they get home i have no idea they're in the middle of antarctica the only reason they were able to get there is because clark flew them yeah so without his powers they would have had to like fucking walk out of there yeah like um, <laughs> yeah exactly they wouldn't even have a car no not nothing nothing they would have to walk in the snow and it's even a plot point too because later on clark has to go back to the fortress of solitude like to stop zod like, yeah without his powers yeah we see him doing like a classic like mountain trek like through like a yeah. snowstorm and it's like arduous so it's like did they do that on the way back yeah it's like how could one man <laughs> do this like this is a once in a lifetime feat and it's like well he how did he get there in the first place? we just cut over the part of you doing that like a, a day ago <laughs> you just breezed over that yeah you should have been like well i just did this yesterday it's not so bad <laughs> lois did this in heels yeah right exactly <laughs> 
Uh, so there's a couple parts in this ending that I do like. Uh, there's a great scene where he's fighting Zod in the city and the, the people kind of rise up with him. He's like, you know, and that's kind of like a good example of like that kind of message that you get a lot of times in Superman movies where it's like, no, any one of us can kind of stand for the same message. Like we can all like fight together. Yeah, exactly. And so like the people rise up for Superman. They're like, no, you're like, you're not kicking Superman's yeah. ass. Like we're with Superman. It's like, hey, asshole, leave Superman alone. Yeah, and like, and like, like alone they can't do anything, but as a mob, Zod's like, what are you doing? Stop, I'm your king. Yeah. Didn't you see me just throw him through that Marlboro truck? Yeah. <laughs> Smoke Marlboro. <laughs> uh, another sequence I, I kind of did enjoy was uh, by the time Superman uh, is actually at the For- uh, Fortress of Solitude squaring down with uh, with Zod, who at this point is kind of teamed up with Lex, who's just who basically his job was to show him where the fortress was. Yeah. Um, there's a, a sequence where... Lexus kind of looks like he's going to turn over to Superman's side for a moment. Yep. Because Lex goes over. He's like, hey, they're going to destroy the world. Like, I don't want this either. Like, we got to team up against them. And Superman's like, all right, you want to team up with me? There's a chamber here that'll take away their powers. Get them in there Mm -hmm. and we can stop them. And Lex is like, gotcha. (laughs) Hey, guys, guess what? (laughs) Superman has a secret plan. He's going to betray you. He's like, what the fuck, bro? (laughs) Right. Just instantly, like, turns you. Not cool, man. (laughs) But the cool part is this is what I like when, when Clark is like, you know uh, he has like enhanced thinking as well like yep. he has he's like he, he knows lax at this point he's like well i mean i knew you were going to betray me so that was never my plan yeah reverse engineers it so that like the room gets the d like superpowering thing and he's shielded from it yep so as soon as they lock superman in the vault the the powers go off everywhere but the vault yep and so all of the kryptonians lose their powers and then superman defeats them which is a good way to end it yeah um, yeah, I forgot to point out. So, if you've seen Family Guy, you know the bit. The one of the greatest parts in this movie is when they're fighting in the Fortress of Solitude. Uh, who is it? Is a pig squeal guy? Yeah, yeah. He, he like lunges at Superman. Superman then rips off as like a cellophane S off of his chest logo throws it at him it just kind of wraps him up and he falls to the ground and then just kind of gets back <laughs> just up. gets right back it's up. just a minor inconvenience yeah. it's like why did that happen and also how did that happen <laughs> oh, like God, is that a power superman just rips off his logo and throws it at people he just has like cellophane sheets he can rip off yeah, that will. part was inexplicable it made zero sense <laughs> and everyone just kind of ignores that it happened like yep yeah like, like i would have like forgave it a little bit if that would have ended up being like oh it it's like it permanently traps him there's nothing that can break that but I, no, it literally I is just a know. minor inconvenience. I'm even like I'm trying to think because like I guess you could say like because in this in these movies he transitions into his suit almost like through magic, almost like the yeah. the modern Tony Stark nano suit. Yeah, exactly. Where it just like appears out of nowhere. Yep. So maybe what they're saying is like he replicated the nano whatevers and threw it at him. That's <laughs> completely me trying to meet them. That's more than meeting them halfway. Exactly. That's me meeting them at their house. Exactly. You're, you're at the gate. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that, that part certainly does happen. Yeah. So look that up on YouTube. It's comedy I gold. I don't even know how to describe it. <laughs> uh, this movie ends, though, with the, one of the more questionable parts, because <laughs> Lois and Clark have now been through hell together. Like, yep. They've been through a journey, and it's like, oh, well, great. Like Now they can finally be together. Like They've been through hell together. They deserve it. Yeah. It's and, like, oh, I mean, maybe at worst they can't have kids, because he yeah, has his powers back. That's but, what I don't understand. But, like, they can still like be together. This movie keeps trying to tell us, like, oh, well, now that Superman has his powers, Lois and Clark can never be together. Yeah. That's the sacrifice of the hero. They'll and I'm see, like, why? They'll see each other every day at work, and like they'll, they're will they free to spend their free time at night together, but they just can't do it. And I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> you can't have kids. And first of all, you probably you could. Can adopt. You, have a mach- you have a machine that can take your powers away. Just do it for one day. Yeah, either A, you're going to adopt or b i'm sure superman can make some weird clones 
like you, they don't even have to do that. They have a machine that can take away his powers and give them back freely. <laughs> I forgot about that. He, part. Can, he can do it anytime he oh wants. Oh my god! It's absolutely. It's just, and it's like an awful message too. Be like, yo, you guys are different. You can never be together, <laughs> right? Why? No, that's an awful. No, that's a terrible way to end this. What's even worse, the Superman solution. Yeah, he wipes her brain, like, uh, without her consent, wipes her memory of, like, the past two weeks. Yep. And, and, like, probably more than that, because she doesn't she doesn't remember that she, like, ever was with Superman at all. Yeah. Like, she's just like, well, hello, stranger. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Like, that is wildly irresponsible, morally, yeah, it, it's bad. It's really bad. It, it's it's not, not even a moral gray area, like, that is wrong. I mean, I'm, I know things were different in the late 70s, early 80s, but eesh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that's a real oof moment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, like, because, like, what is that saying? Like, oh, my secret identity is, like, and, like, uh, you know, us, like, not being together is more important than, like, anything else. Yeah. Because, like, it, he doesn't care that much about his secret identity because one of the final scenes we see is, like, him going back as Clark to kick some truck driver's ass who, like, humiliated <laughs> him. Yeah. Because, like, I forgot about there's that a scene early on when, like, Lois and Clark are, like, at this, like... Uh, After he, like, first becomes human. Yeah, they're at this, like, truck diner, like, getting burgers. And, like, this guy, this, like, a guy, like, you know, gets in his face and kicks his ass yeah. as Clark when he doesn't have his powers. And so, it's like, Clark, the second he has his Superman powers again, he's like, you know what the first thing I'm going to do? I'm going to go <laughs> kick that guy's ass. <laughs> Step number one. Like, really, Superman? Oh, are we not better than this? Honestly, though, like, did he really get that hurt from Because when he goes into the shop owner's place, he's like, oh, no. Oh, please, please, I just yeah. repaired this place. <laughs> and it, I mean, he does like give him money for the damages, I, but still, at the same time, it's like, great, yeah, I'm still going to be closed sure, for like, a week. Yeah, sure, it sucks getting your ass kicked in front of your girlfriend, but you're Superman, dude. <laughs> like, this is not a good reason to kick someone's ass. It's a bad look. It's Yeah, it's bad. So, yeah, I mean, there's some things that work in this movie. It's There's a lot of things I have big problems with. Oh, yeah. Um, the first movie I liked more. I mean, even forgetting the, the, the time travel stuff, which was bullshit. I mean, the rest of the, mo- the, rest yeah. of the movie does, it doesn't invalidate the rest of the movie. Just not Just the time yeah. travel nonsense. And not to mention, we saw the first 20 minutes of the first movie in this one, too. Yeah. So, like, it's the second one's almost missing, like, a tenth of the movie. It's weird, because some scenes in this movie, I'm um, like, the Clark and Lois relationship is, like, perfect. Oh, like, yeah. Like, half of the Niagara Falls scene, I was almost ready to say, like, this is is a really good interpretation of this right up until the waterfall part exactly um because like that that kind of whole back and forth of like the reporter being like no i know more about you than i like i love that stuff mm-hmm. uh but then we, we get to the stuff where like they're actually together and he's like you know removing his powers because of weird arbitrary rules he's setting for himself and then wiping his, her memories without her consent like yeah. that's that's bad well i don't he, like that he at just all. like Superman is just making the most compulsive decisions in this movie. Selfish like, decisions. Yeah, and like he just goes full bore without even thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, very selfish decisions. Yeah, like it, all around the board. It's crazy. Yeah, there's some things, yeah, it's, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but by the time we, we talked about it, down the line we do want to cover the rest of these Christopher Reeve Superman movies. I've, I've heard they get worse, so. <laughs> I can only imagine, yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll get through them. Uh, so, uh, the, who are the, do you know the villains offhand who are in those? Uh, I don't offhand, no, I okay. do, I do not. Um, so we'll have to see. I, I know that Gene Hackman is in one more of them. Okay, he's, I think that's he's, good. He's not in three, but I think he's in four. Gene, Hack- Gene Hackman's Lex Luthor is one of the very good. One of the best things about yeah, I, I love Gene Hackman's oh, Lex yeah. Luthor. It's, he, it's great because he he's like cartoony in the parts where he needs to be cartoony, but like kind of like uh, kind of threatening in the parts where he needs to be. Yeah, like he can go from like cart 
like cartoonishly funny to like sinisterly like evil yeah and in, he's like, got a second and like it's it's cool like in this movie seeing him interact with zod too like, oh yeah instead of interacting with superman seeing him like on that on like the sidelines kind of like working his way in yeah because like because like, when he first meets him you know you could tell he's trying to break down like what the difference is between them and superman and yeah how, how i, I like kind of stroke their ego yeah i like that I, I like lex in this movie actually a lot yeah no that was one of the shining moments for mm-hmm. sure uh, but that, yeah, that'll bring us to the end of our Superman episode. Uh, thank, thanks all for listening. Uh, we're we're going to be covering more Superman. Uh, I don't know exactly when, but there's a lot of stuff su- uh, Superman related that I do want to get to. Um, some books I already know that I want to put in the schedule somewhere is I want to do Superman Smashes the Clan. I think that's one of oh, the best Superman yeah. stories ever. Yeah, I need to read um, that. I'd love to do Grant Morrison's Action Comics run. I think you would really like that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he did Action Comics in the New 52, and that's some like quintessential Superman stuff. I, that's some really... Like, it's kind of like... Cause, if, if, I mean, if you like All Star Superman, you'll like the Action Comics run because if you like like Morrison's interpretation of the character, like, yeah, it's even more uh, well put there. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I yeah, I got to get to that soon. Yeah, so there, there's a lot of uh, really cool Superman stuff we've yet to cover, and uh, even besides the two Christopher Reeves movies, there's a whole bunch of Superman movies and TV shows we haven't talked about yet either. There's, yeah, there's uh, a plethora. And technically, I, th- I guess you could argue that the Superman movies go on for a series of five because that um, because that Brandon Ruth movie is technically a sequel. So that he's he's playing the Christopher Reeves Superman in that movie. Oh, really? Yeah, and and, and that's and Kevin Spacey uh, is playing like the Kevin Spacey is playing the the Gene Hackman Lex Luthor. That's why he was casted. Because yeah, I guess now that I think about it, that's pretty similar. Because unfortunately for Gene Hackman, uh, they the two two of them kind of look alike. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, but that'll bring us to the end of this episode. Like I said, uh, next week we are going to uh, be taking a break from Superman uh, and from DC Comics, actually. Yeah. We're going to be going to some indie stuff again. Oh, yeah. Uh, thanks to the Patreon request, we're going to be covering the first six issues of the uh, of the Kyle Higgins Power Rangers run. And we're going to be covering, uh, paired with that, we're going to be watching uh, episodes 16 through 20 of the original Power Rangers show. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know what that arc is specifically. It was, uh, the, the Patreon request that we got was specifically the first episode for those three. Ar- so I'm guessing that's like an episode arc like a three episode arc is what okay. i would have to assume gotcha um but that was what the um the patreon request was for so that's what we're covering uh the first six issues of that and then the, that set of episodes the week after that we're going to be covering the next six issues of power rangers like right after that and then we're going to be doing another arc from the same show which will be episodes uh 34 and 35 a little later on in the show um I, my, my my if i would have to assume I, I don't know this for sure i'm guessing he's trying to like center the arcs around kind of like what the story covers um, okay. It seems like they're very deliberately chosen the way he picked these. Oh, okay. Um, and then for the final one, he kind of left it open. So we're we're gonna see. Maybe I'll leave it up to some Twitter feedback as well because he kind of left it open. We're gonna be. I mean, we are gonna be covering the up to issue sixteen of the Kyle Higgins book. So that part's set in stone. Okay. But for the adaptation, he said that we could either cover. He either said that we could cover like the. Uh, the t the movie the original Power Rangers movie like the one based on the TV show okay um or he said that we could also cover the more recent I think it was 2017 Power I was Rangers say, wasn't reboot there a, movie what, wasn't that pretty good I heard I don't know I don't know anything about it really I don't I, yeah I can't say for sure uh, but, I, for but some reason I feel like I've heard a lot of things that that was good um but yeah so we, we could either do that or the more modern one so maybe maybe I'll leave it up to a Twitter poll I'll put it up there because he because uh, he said he was more interested in hearing us talk about the comic he but he uh so that's why he kind of left it open he's like whatever you guys think is appropriate yeah yeah um so yeah i'm gonna leave that up on twitter as a poll uh when the, when that comes up just to see what we do for that one okay uh but yeah so join us next week we'll be morphing with the power rangers oh yeah i'm gonna be morphing. i'm gonna be a saber tooth i like that one <laughs> i like the saber tooth. wait what color is that i don't oh, remember oh no wait oh, no, i want to say yellow but it's probably not yeah don't be wrong yeah exactly <laughs>